Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. No sleep till. good as i've always said no sleep no sleep no sleep no sleep three hours is too much for me each and every day and there's no sleep for brooklyn what started out as such a great weekend on friday night at the paramount great show two guys who were birthed in brooklyn Bill O'Reilly's family moved to Levittown, but spoke a very long time about his father, who served in the Navy in World War II, who was from Brooklyn, just a few blocks away from where Sid was born and raised. He spoke about his life in Brooklyn, and it was a mood elevator because, as you know, I'm a Brooklyn guy, too. It was so good. It was euphoric. And then to take that Long Island Railroad back in a Penn Station, be checking my cell phone because I was preparing to do overnights as I do Saturday mornings from 12 to 6 to the break of dawn. And so nice, the suits let me do it twice Sunday mornings from 12 to 6 to the break of dawn. And nobody goes to sleep. Nobody. And I'm checking my cell phone for updates. And there are advisories that city hall officials that elected officials were telling Jews not to come into Brooklyn for Saturday and telling observant Jews, Orthodox and Hasidim, not to take their families out during Shabbat, that Saturday, the Sabbath. And I said, that's not the Brooklyn I grew up in. Oh, hell no. In, in Brooklyn, you were tough. Somebody would tell you to get off the street. Somebody would tell you to hide. Hide in your in your kitchen. Hide in your basement. And you tell them, F you. That never happened. And I say, oh, my God, I can't believe that the Jews, whether they're Reformed or conservative, whether they're Orthodox or Hasidim or they're like uh, said, BLT, bacon, lettuce, and tomato Jew, who of late, you don't want to miss my last segment in this hour. I mean, it is the rebirth, the resurrection, the redirection of Sid Rosenberg, who has discovered his roots as a result of the war that is going on now in the Middle East between Hamas, the ruling government, in the Gaza, the largest terrorist group there. They launched war against Israel. And then Bibi likewise said, okay, 
war against us, it's war against you, and it's going full throttle now. But I must tell you, when I saw that, I said, I can't believe the Jews are going to listen to City Hall and listen to elected officials to stay indoors, not go outdoors, barricade themselves into their homes, and many of them did. The rabble met at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. Many of them hoisting signs, Jews for Hamas, Jews for Palestinians, Jews for justice, surrounded by others, all of whom were wearing the kafia, the sign of the Palestinian, and the shmatas on their heads. There were 7,000. 7,000. And then they began to march from Grand Army Plaza up Flatbush towards Barclays Center. And at Barclays Center, they should have been stopped. Should have been stopped right in their tracks there, as they had been stopped a week before in Bay Ridge when they had assembled on Fifth Avenue, which is really little Ramallah for the Christian Arabs and little Palestine uh, for all of those who are Arabic speakers who have been there since before World War One. But when they tried to move over to Third Avenue, the police created a horseshoe and said, you're going no further. And the, the mob attacked the police and the police fought back. And a, a real riot was prevented because if they had made their way to Third Avenue with all those Irish gin mills open Saturday night, with Irish guys already in the street with Irish gals, they would have attacked that mob that was burning American flags and burning Israeli flags. So the police got an A for that. They did not get an A on Saturday. Whoever it was, Eric Adams, Eddie Caban, whoever was in the high command of the police at one police plaza, made a decision not to put barriers up at Atlantic Avenue and Flatbush, where Barclays Center is, and say, you go no further. You're not shutting down the Brooklyn Bridge. And there's been a history of that during Ed Koch's uh, administration. Al Slim Shady Sharpton led a day of outrage. He took over the Brooklyn Bridge. This was on the day that the verdict decision came down on the Howard Beach case. Then we saw that when uh, Michael Bloomberg was the mayor over Occupy Wall Street, Zuccotti Park, uh, as we heard from Sid, uh, he reminded us from his friend Joe Esposito, who was chief of police at the time, that 700 folks were locked up as they tried to take over the Brooklyn Bridge. And rightfully so. You can't let him do that. And then when Eric Garner was choked out on Bay Street, uh, right off Victory Boulevard in the North Shore, Staten Island, there was a day of outrage. And they took over the Brooklyn Bridge and marched into Lower Manhattan. And then naturally all through the summer of George Floyd, 2020, every night Antifa and Black Lives Matter took over the Brooklyn Bridge, took over parts of the city uh, northern uh, Brooklyn and lower Manhattan and midtown Manhattan, and they laid siege to the city. And Comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, did nothing. He told the cops to stand down. So why, oh, why did Eric Adams and Eddie Caban allow this mob, many of whom were outwardly calling for the perpetuation of Hamas, screaming out, long live Hamas, death to the Jews, destruction of Israel. In fact, what were they singing all along? The trail was from the river to the sea. 
Palestine will be free. So from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea, all the way to Union Square Park, which they occupied along with the Brooklyn Bridge. From the river to the And I looked in the faces of these demonstrators, and I saw from drone footage many of those who had been in the streets in the summer of 2020 who are still members of Antifa and Black Lives Matter, except now uh, they put the uh, kafia on the shmata over their head, and they sing that song, which would mean that if you're a Jew, there's no place for you in Israel any longer because Israel will no longer exists. It's either you learn to swim in the Mediterranean Sea, drown, or take the last flight out to Boca Raton. Huh, Justin? You think you can make it to Boca Raton? That's what it means. But early in the march, right outside of the Brooklyn uh, Library, Central Library, the Arch, Prospect Park, one Jew didn't listen to City Hall, didn't listen to the elected officials that told Jews to stay home and hide. He stood out there, this lone Jew, a Jewish-American with an American flag and an Israeli flag, and he stood out there as the mob passed him by. And what they did was spin him around and kept putting stickers on him, stickers on him that said, Zionism is genocide. Zionism is genocide. He would not surrender. He would not retreat. Remember like that famous photograph of that young Chinese man who stood in front of a T2 tank in Tiananmen Square. Only one Jew stood up to the mob on Eastern Parkway. And then real tough Jews stood up to them on the Brooklyn Bridge as thousands passed by talking about the end to Israel as we know it and obviously the destruction of Jews in their path. Listen! to this Israeli Jew who by himself took on the mob. Yeah, take a picture. Yeah, I'm a proud Jewish, proud Israeli. And all these supporters, whatever they did in Israel, this is more worse than the Holocaust. And they will do it here as they, if they can. And they did it on September 11. Don't forget that. They will do it all over the world. They did it in England. They do it in France. Every last terror attack is by Muslims. Every terrorist attack is by Muslims. Yes, 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 I'm Zionist, and I'm going to sign you in that. Oh, yeah. Don't help you, piece of garbage. Come back. We need to find out the name of that American Jew who defied the officials and came out to defy the mob. We need to find out the name of that Israeli Jew who defied the mob. Where where were the other Jews hiding? Hiding? And yet there were Jews within that crowd, self-identified, Jews for justice, Jews for Palestine, Jews for Hamas. 
some of them wearing yarmulkes, some of them wearing prayer shawls. And yet I didn't see, I didn't see Justin, not one gay liberation flag, not one transgender flag, not, oh, if there was an American flag, they would have burnt it with Israeli flags. Are they aware that as the Israeli defense forces have gone into Gaza, that in the ranks of the Israeli defense force, forces are openly gay men, lesbian women, bisexuals, and transgenders. Are they aware of that? And that in Israel, you can fly the transgender flag, you can fly the gay liberation flag without any, any recrimination. But how come these members of Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they were so proud to be unified with gays and lesbians and bisexuals and especially transgenders flying their flags in all their rallies. How come now that they got the kafia around their neck, the shmata over their head, they won't pull out one of those gay liberation flags, transgender flags? Because if you did in the Middle East or the Persian Gulf, if you did in Gaza, with Hamas, not only as the largest terrorist organization there, but as the ruling government, you'd be killed. You'd be killed in the Arabic-speaking countries in the Middle East. You'd be killed in countries of the Persian Gulf. They need to be confronted. Justin, that's your generation. Confront them the next time you see them, especially when a Jew identifies himself as a Jew for Hamas. Say, you know, they kill gays, you know, they kill lesbians, you know, they kill bisexuals, you know, especially they torture and kill transsexuals and you stand with them. You appear to be very, very confused. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Days on the dance floor, whatever disco you went to, whether it was 2001 Odyssey in Bay Ridge on 86, Justin, which is now a huge Chinese buffet, or pastels or wherever you went. I mean, this was the classic song by the Tramps out of Philadelphia, part of Saturday Night Fever, that great classic album of songs, Burn, Baby, Burn. When I was uh, at the Knights of Columbus on Quinton Road and Nostrand Avenue on Thursday night for a town hall meeting about how Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, 
has put up tents in Floyd Bennett Field, we developed a strategy to counter it. Because uh, after all of this time, I've been designated leader of the rebels throughout the city. And I'm going to give you a rebel update on all the places that we are counteracting Eric Adams, mayor of the illegal aliens, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, uh, defender of the illegal aliens and abandoner of citizens. And of course, their Papa Chulo, Joe ben, but, 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 Biden, our little Biden essay, right, who refuses to seal the border. Before we talk about the strategy, that has successfully now closed eight, count them, eight migrant centers. All of them brick and mortar. All of them were buildings that were certified by a guy named Jimmy Otto. For most of you, he's a person of no consequence. But for a while, he was a Republican conservative uh, borough president in Staten Island. And then he became the Judas. And for 30 pieces of silver in the Eric Adams administration, he went into all these buildings with his um, with his personnel and certified buildings to house illegal aliens that were fire traps. And thank God that fire wardens and fire marshals have gone in and undone the work that Jimmy Otto did specifically to earn to earn cred and more money from his boss of all bosses, Eric Adams, who single handedly is destroying this city. There's no doubt about it. But let's first hear from Eric Adams, because as they begin to move the illegal aliens into Floyd Bennett Field today, probably, there are four tents that have been constructed on runway 19. This, the 11th anniversary of Superstorm Sandy. That's a floodplain. That's a floodplain, Floyd Bennett Field. People have sent videos in of people who are hydroplaning on that same runway every time there's a little bit of a spritz. But let's listen to Eric Adams, who wants to keep an open border. We believe the borders should remain open. That's the official position of the city. Now, first off, there's nothing in writing as it being the official position of the city. Nothing. Nobody's voted on that. This is the edict of... Uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. And he is welcoming in everybody. I mean, everybody. And we know now there are terrorist cells that are coming in, taking advantage of the open borders policy of their Papa Chulo, Joe Biden, and the welcoming committee hosted by Eric Adams. Proving again what he has said in every church service that he goes to on Sundays in the black community. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. We do. Universally, we do. Even Eric Adams supporters say this guy is incompetent. So today is another indication of that incompetence, because when I was there at our town hall meeting on Thursday night, in which I convinced the politicians to stop with their demonstrations that were, were of, of little significance, in which there were more cops showing up at Floyd Bennett Field than demonstrators, knowing that the first busloads might might actually consist of women and children. And what a bad optic optics that would be 
They finally capitulated and went, no march, no march. No more uh, mini-me demonstrations. Because if you're not out there in force, you lose, you lose the effect. So we're keeping our powder dry. In the meantime, I've been working with a lot of fire wardens, a lot of fire marshals, men and women who don't want to be identified, as you can understand why who have explained that those new tents, the four that they built on Runway 9 to house the illegals, are a fire trap, and that the city has been working around the clock through Kavanaugh, the fire commissioner that nobody respects in the fire department at Metro Tech, to try to get them up to spec. The fire hydrants might as well be 10 miles away. They're talking about sucking water out of Jamaica Bay that's actually closer than the fire hydrants. God forbid there is a fire in the tents. And based on inspections up to now, a brand new tent that were put up within less than one week in a, in a military style operation. They're fire traps. So Metro Tech is working fast and furiously to undo what that dodo Jimmy Otto has done to certify all these facilities by basically bypassing check, check, double check to make sure they're safe and secure. Whether they're brick and mortar, whether they're tents, whether they're no-tell, motels, holiday inns without the express. Now, will they be able to get them up to spec? Well, I'll keep you informed here. Because that's my role on the 50,000 powerful watts of sound. The most important station in the nation by day and the largest. And by night when the sun goes down, the largest in the world. And I have an agreement with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. If I'm wrong, I'm done. Right, Justin? That's the agreement. If my information is wrong using the most powerful media outlet to disseminate the information to you. I'm done. I might as well get a job hanging wallpaper. It's high noon for me every day. City Hall is scurrying around trying to get these tents, brand new, at great expense, millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars being spent on Floyd Benefield alone to try to get them up and operational so that they can pass an inspection by fire marshals and fire wardens. As of this moment, they can't. But they're working round the clock furiously, furiously, to make sure that it's put into effect. So we're going to keep you abreast of all the developments. We had two town hall meetings last week. Great turnout at Peach 90th in the Irish Riviera, the Rockaways, not far from where Sid lives in Bell Harbor. And really great turnout in Brooklyn off of Quinton Road, down the uh, down the street from Madison High School and Nostrand Avenue. Madison High School, which graduated the schmuck, the putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, who has advocated for open borders. Although now on this issue, you can't find the guy. He's like a church mouse. So now let's flip the script. We have a situation where yesterday, in addition to the many rallies that I went to, in support of Israel, totally snubbed, I might add, on Ocean Parkway by the big mockers, the big rabbis at the park between Avenues O and P. They recognized every other politician under the sun who've done nothing about this issue and wouldn't even mention me from the stage. Never mind, give me the microphone, since I was the only Gentile there. Uh, So important, incredibly important, that there be Jews and Gentiles together. 
Thank God there were WABC listeners in the crowd, proud Jews, who immediately stopped the proceedings and recognized me for being there, for representing them in times of war and in times of peace. And especially remembering when I was there with the Guardian Angels in August of 1991, when there was a pogrom in Crown Heights, 72 hours of attacks on the Lubavitches, waged by supporters of Sharpton and Sonny Carson. And yes, Eric Adams, who was a supporter of Louis Screwy Farrakhan at that time. Thank you to all of you for recognizing that, even though your leaders refused to do so. Oh, God, we can't recognize the Gentile here, God forbid. But I then went out to Midland Beach in the pouring rain, the pouring rain. And the Patriots and the rebels there were out in force, hundreds, hundreds, because they've been relentless. Staten Island has led, and everyone else has followed in these battles. And I was so proud to stand with the rebels, led by John Tobacco and Scott Lebedo and all the rebels, and especially the one elected official that I respect, because most of them I have no respect for, whether they're Republicans or Democrats. State Senator Andrew Lanza, who's always been at every rally, from beginning to the middle to the end, even when I won't give him a microphone, because I, I hate giving politicians microphones, they're rally killers. This guy is for the people. He's proved it over and over. In the pouring rain, they had drones, Eric Adam drones, watching us. They brought out a, like a battalion of cops. Why? Staten Island was there first for the cops in the summer of 2020, George Floyd. They created Blue Lives Matter. They took on Antifa and Black Lives Matter. There was a congressman named Rose who made an incredibly bad decision to march with Black Lives Matter and Antifa on the 120th precinct on Highland Boulevard. Make that the precinct on Highland Boulevard. They got the wrong number there. I'm so angry. Max Rose worked himself right out of that congressional seat. And we ended up with Nicole Maliotakis 10 times better. Revenge on you, Max Rose. You traditor. Talking about this is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Ladies and gentlemen, what we have been listening to and witnessing over the past few months is the rebirth of Sid Rosenberg, the kid from Brooklyn. Remember, every weekend in the past, a few months ago, would have been devoted in football season to college football action on Saturday, NFL action on Sunday, and he would never go to rallies. In fact, he used to say he'd make fun of those who went to rallies until all of a sudden Eric Adams said he was putting... A migrant center in Floyd Benefield, and then he co-hosted two rallies with me, and he's been involved with me every step of the way to stop it. But he's really come to the forefront ever since a month ago on a Saturday. Hamas, the ruling government, the largest terrorist organization in the Gaza, invaded southern Israel and launched a pogrom. And he has been revived. He has been resurrected. 
and I've been so proud of him, and I know many of you have. Just listen, I put together a potpourri of different statements by our own Sid Rosenberg. You got Jews at Cornell University scared to death because of now death threats to the kids. To the kids. You got kids at NYU locking themselves in a, in a room at Cooper Union because Palestinians were coming to beat them up and kill them. What do I care about the people on the Brooklyn Bridge? Why is it that one we worry so much about one side, the animals, the murderers, the people supporting these these people, and my people, the ones getting killed, nobody seems to care. Nobody. And then he showed up yesterday in the driving rain with his wife, Danielle, right there at Cooper Union, where Jewish students had been trapped in the library by the Palestinian-supporting mob it said, let us in, let us in. And you know they weren't there to share hamantashin and have a new touch of the cafe. Driving rain. I mean, Sid would never come to rallies. And listen, listen to what he did before the start of that rally. If I didn't make a phone call to the commissioner yesterday at the NYPD, Eddie Caban, we'd have no sound system for 50 people by Cooper Union. 50. I had to make a personal phone call, and thank God Eddie Caban picked up and did the right thing. Thank you, Mr. Commissioner. But the ninth precinct was going to shut down our audio. That's true. And they do that all the time. You think they shut down the audio for the supporters of Hamas? Hell no! And boy, Sid was fired up when he gave his speech yesterday there right after me. And then he wants to know how come more people aren't as pissed off as he is and others should be. If 5,000 people hating on the Jews showed up, they'd let them play wherever they wanted to play. But the, the, the only one side, one side people seem to care about now. Why aren't more people pissed? That's right. That's right. And you can see he's rediscovered his Jewish roots. Remember, Sid would always really bemoan being born a Jew. He really wanted to be born a Roman Catholic Italian stallion who could put crucifixes on a gold chain around his neck and hang out with the Supreme Cougines. No more. No more. There were two sides here. One side woke up on a Saturday morning and got savaged. And you would think at this point the Palestinian people, many of which, many, many, Clap in the streets. You would think they were the victims. It's true. You got to listen to Sid in the morning. He's the number one host in morning radio in the nation. This just adds to his appeal that he's speaking from his heart. He's not speaking with a seven-second sound delay like some politician. He's rediscovered his Jewish roots. And when I tell him, you know, it's time to revive the JDL because the Jews have only themselves to depend on to protect themselves. And I I remember the call, every Jew at 22 of the JDL. There's a spark in his eye. Yep, he's back. He's back. One proud, tough Jew, Sid Rosenberg, Monday through Fridays, 6 to 10 in the morning.